Well, it's the news, according to me. Yeah. Well, good morning. Uh, it's still morning, barely. It's still barely still morning. It's 11, 12, 13. 11, 12, 13, 20. It's, I'm talking about the seconds. <clears throat> January 31st. Last day of the month of January 2024. And here we are. Back in the... Uh, Back in the old studio. I have, um, it's been quite a day already so far. But I, I've got, uh, tomorrow and, the, and Friday, definitely going to be a show uh, for sure. Well, pretty sure. going to be a show tomorrow and Friday. Friday morning, I'm still hoping to, to do a some kind of a live experiment on Friday. We'll see how that goes. It may not work out as well as I planned. I, I never know what's going to happen here around the house. And then uh, I'll actually be traveling a little bit over the weekend this this year or this week this this coming month um, <clears throat> this coming weekend. So I have um, I have uh, quite a few uh, things to cover. I, I, really, there's a lot of things I'd like like to, like to talk about. One of the things I want to talk about today is kind of just a little side note, ridiculous thing. Actually, I totally forgot to uh, connect my phone. I need to do that here. Because I got an audio on my phone that is, uh, there it is. Let's just connect that thing. Booger up right there. There we go. It's all connected. Well, see, yeah, there it goes. Um, I'm connect that thing up. The the um, I have an audio file I'd like to play of KJP, the 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 uh, hip hop artist KJP, formerly known as Karine Jean Pierre. The what the brilliant. Articulate. You know, when you, when you have a spokesperson for your White House, for something as important as the White House, you want to have a person who's articulate, who can speak uh, with articulation and articulately, with articulated values. And this is this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Now, you have to understand. She normally, under normal conversation. When she's answering questions, especially when it's tough questions that she doesn't know the answer to. If this were a child and I were talking to a child like who was blinking and looking down, looking everywhere but at you and kind of stuttering with their words, completing, you know, not completing their sentences, continuing to redo their sentences over and over and over and over and over again. Get the picture. I could have thrown another over in there, but that's redundant at that point, I think. Probably redundant to that second one, but the the, uh, the point is, they had this person speaking for them at the White House, and I don't know where I don't know I don't even know where to begin. Um, first of all, she she goes through on this little tirade thing, never once mentions what's in my cup. I, in my cup this morning, I have uh, chai, creamy chai with the. Uh, Some oh so good coconut cream creamer. My backup cup this morning. Uh, for for those of you who know, I'm in a red on the number one cup. I have I have um, Culver's sweet tea, and it's less than 24 hours old, so it's not too bad. It's a little bit of that left. It's uh, 
like I said, the Culver's sweet tea has gotten better. It's still not, it's still not uh, Chick-fil-A quality, but it definitely is better. But it's, it's drinkable and it's consistent. That's, that's the most important part of it. It's not, you know, go to an Arby's, you're, you're, like you go to most places that have sweet tea. Our Arby's does have sweet tea and a couple other places have sweet tea. But I, what I've found is the consistency. You can go to one and it's, it's usually not too bad. Almost every Culver's I've ever gone to, the sweet tea has been pretty decent. It's not been, it's, it has a different flavor, but it's also not been moldy. There, there's a certain kind of coliform bacteria that tea can form. And because of that, because of this coliform bacteria, it can cause, it can actually uh, cause some digestive issues, very, very minor, very minor things, but it's, it's, um, it's not a real big deal. However, it, um, it creates a taste. I can taste it when it gets old. If they don't do a good job of scrubbing the container that it's in or that it's made from, it is very, uh, how you say, uh, yeah, it's just not, uh, not good. Has it has a flavor I can't stand. So getting back to this whole Jean, Jean-Claude Pierre, Claire, Clepler thing. She's French. I have a uh, oui, oui. Merci beaucoup. She goes off in this little thing and it's, it's just, it's worth playing because it is absolutely ridiculous, and I, I don't know I don't know if she's under pressure right now. Well, I know she's under. Can you imagine that job where you're, you're expected to come in and lie for someone day in and day out, and you know that things are wrong, and you know this administration is falling apart at the seams, and you're, you're required, requested, your job is to somehow cover for them, and every chance you get, all you're doing is saying, well, just, well, just you need to talk to, the, to their legal counsel. You need to talk to somebody else. You need to talk to the, to the legal counsel department. Whenever you're asked a real question or a tough question. And now they're getting questions, a few questions from even some reporters that are not necessarily just Fox News and OLN. OAN, whatever it is. Um. So I want to I want to try to play this just to get just to get the, the ball started here. Um, where did it go? Uh, now it's gone. It's not here anywhere. Uh, where'd it go? Surely it is here somewhere. I saw this. Uh, this is probably it right here. Uh, that's got to be it. Yeah, this is this is the one. Yeah. So we're gonna. Whoopsie, whoopsie, whoopsie. Yeah, we're gonna start over here. We'll pause that. Turn the turn the mute off. Okay, let's let's uh, we'll get into this as we go. This is Jean Claude. So just some for some background story information here. We have three service people who were killed. Servicemen were killed in this Houthi bombing of a base, I think, in uh, Yemen or wherever it was. And apparently the, uh, the bombing also injured a bunch of people, uh, military folks, as, as she would refer to them, military folks. Now, I want you to listen to this and how ridiculous this is. Now, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if her, you know, if maybe she just lost a loved one. Maybe she, something just happened in her life. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. Maybe there's something distracting her. I don't know. I, I, want to, I want to try to give this woman the benefit of the doubt, but I, I really, 
in this case, I am just, because she is so incompetent all the time, the way she talks, I'm sorry, but the way she talks, the way she, she moves her head, flashes her eyebrow, eyelashes and her, her, her eyelids, doesn't look at people when she's talking and the way she stammers around when she's trying to get a sentence out of her mouth tells me that she doesn't believe a word she's saying, first of all. And secondly, she, doesn't, she, has, she has no idea what she's doing. She's totally incompetent. So let's just hear this as it goes, as she is talking about this whole thing. Let's see how, how it works. So uh, nothing new to, to uh, report back from what uh, Admiral John Kirby shared with all of you about an hour or so ago. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our he heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina. Our hearts go out to their families, to their friends, and let's not forget there are wounded, also wounded uh, soldier military forces as well, and our hearts go out to them. And so, want to make sure that we uh, offer up uh, those. Deep, deep, thoughtful uh, condolences to them. I, I, I just don't know where to begin. I just, I... First of all, she took about four minutes to say what should have taken about 10 seconds. I, the, okay, not, wasn't, I'm exaggerating a little bit there. It wasn't quite that long. But literally, it should have taken 15 seconds to say that. She's just filling space. And that's what a lot of people will do when they're asked a tough question. Their response will be to repeat themselves over and over to continue to go back over what they've said. Now, this happens once in a while. And normal conversation, a normal human voice will do this. Especially, especially spur of the moment, you know, kind of fill in the blank types. I, I do it. When I'm starting off, with, I want to change the emphasis of the word or I want to change something. There'd be some, there's a little bit of a, an overlap or a, I call it a stammer. It's not, it's not really actually a stammer to, in the professional speaking world. I wouldn't call it a stammer, but it's, I call it, uh, a, it's a stammer. It's not a stutter. It's not a stammer. It's, it's, it's really a, a, it's an overlap. Um, and it's very extremely distracting if it's done too much. It sounds natural if it's done in a form that sounds natural. But when you add to it all this other stuff, and I'm talking about and 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 uh, and, and, and uh, the 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 way they were going the way they the way they're going to do it and uh, and it's and, and it's well the, the way they're going to do it and it's uh, it's it's going to, going, to, going to be now she, she's at least she's not saying um all the time. The one thing I could not stand about Jen Saki Basaki was that she would say um and uh every other word. Sometimes she would say uh in between her ums and uhs.
KJP was doing that for a while. She was throwing those in there quite a bit. She has now at least stopped doing that. These are basic communication skills. When did you ever hear, okay, for instance, even, even, okay, uh, what's the guy's name? Ari Flesher. For a long time, he was the, under the, under the Bush administration, I think he was the White House spokesperson. And you had, uh, what the, didn't, uh, what's her name? What's that one gal's name? Did it for a while. And then, uh, you had, you know, under, under Obama, you had some very lame individuals for a while as well. They, they, but they could speak. They, they, were, they were articulate at least. You know, lie if they lie that they would, but they were still, at least they were articulate. This administration, and of course, then you had uh, Kellyanne McEnany. I think I don't know if I pronounced her name right. Uh, Kylie, Kylie McEnany. What do you think it was in her name? Incredibly good. I mean, just she was like, filleting anybody that threw a question at her, she would just pounce on them with the answers. Uh, even the governor of current governor of uh, Alabama, what's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name right now. Boy, this must be middle of the day. I need some lunch. Carter is a Carter. It's not Carter. What's what is her name? Anyway, uh, she was spokesperson for a while, and, and she stammered. She she would do the uh thing a little bit. Uh's and ums a little bit. Janet Perino, for instance, I think she was was she under Bush. I think she was under Bush. She does not stutter, does not stammer, would look people in the eye when she was answering them. This, this woman is, she's absolute high school quality. Unbelievable. And it's, it's gotten to the point where I think there's even some frustration among some of the, uh, even the left-wing news media that is, that's in the uh, press corps. Speaking of press corps, moving on, there's a, a gal by the name of, is it Joy Reid? Is that her name? Not Joy, Joy, I think it's Joy Reid. Not Joy, what's, there's a couple of different ones here. Let's, let's look and see if I can find this. Uh, Joy Reid on here. Let's see what we've got here. Joy Reid. I think she's the one. She's the one that's got the. She has. She has like Trump hair. Yeah, it's spelled differently. So R E I D. So she's talking away. She introduces this clip of Biden. Uh, introduces this clip of Biden. Uh, what is he doing? She's, he's talking about the the border. And he says something about. I'd close the border tomorrow if they get this bill passed. No, no, you can just close it today. The bill isn't keeping you from closing the border today. What, what has changed in the last three years? 
We didn't have a border crisis three years ago. What has changed on January 20th, about three years ago, what changed? That all of a sudden we ha now have a border crisis. People dying from fentanyl being com coming across. Actually, the fentanyl is not actually coming across the border. It's all the chemicals to make fentanyl is coming across the border. Fentanyl is also coming across the border. We have cartels running the show down there. And all this was happening. All this, all this stuff was happening. You know, people were coming across the border during COVID, by the way. There was no concern for that. I have been, by the way, to O'Hare Airport in Chicago. You've probably seen some reports about this. There's a thing called the Bus and Shuttle Center. They are basically now shutting down the bus and shuttle center, the, the area where the buses normally pick everybody up. It's kind of in the middle of, if you go from terminal, terminal two, it's kind of, there's a terminal one, two, and three. It's kind of in an arch. And in the middle of that area is a place called the, the bus and shuttle center. And you have to go down underneath the terminal. Basically, you can walk across the street to get there as well, but there's a hotel, there's a Hilton hotel in the way. But you, there's basically the best, best way to get over there, the safest way to go there, especially in the wintertime, is to, to avoid the weather, is to go down underneath. Uh, you go down the, the basement level and you take a tunnel. Uh, there's several tunnels that lead over into the, the other area where there's another elevator that takes you up. It's also the area, the same tunnel area is also where the, the subway is. You can get on the blue line and you can go into town. But this, you take this elevator back up on the other side of the street into the bus and shuttle center. And there's also a parking garage there. That's where all the parking is. But the bus and shuttle center, you go, you go up the one level and you, you go into this area and there's a bus and shuttle center that's there. And so all the hotel buses and the transport buses that go up into Milwaukee and the, 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 the uh, met, metro type buses operating there, they, they all go out of that bus and shuttle center. Well, in the it, they've taken about half of that room. There was a place where they, they actually quarantined that area off during the COVID time for people getting for international uh, folks who were who needed to be vaccin vaccinated. They would go in and get tested or vaccinated. One of the two, I think one of the two. I, don't, I think they, most of them got tested. I think it was uh, for COVID testing. Well, they just left those. They actually covered it up more. They have more curtains and more coverage area there, about, about half the area, a little more for half the area, which is nothing but cots for all the folks that they're, they're bringing in from trying to figure out where to stash these people. Now, this isn't – O'Hare is not the only place this is happening. There's, there's other public buildings where people are being stored, stashed, stuff shoveled off to deal with this migrant crisis that we've got going on. It's being hidden, folks. It's being hidden from you, and the media, news media is not doing anything about it. And it is pathetic and terrible. And these, these, there are people harassing people there. It is, it is, they're, they're, it's, they're begging for food and money and all kinds of things. Imagine having like 300 homeless people in an area like that. Now, they're also – what they're doing now is a lot of the hotels are actually saying, we're not going to pick up from those areas anymore. We're going to have a, an alternate area to pick you up. 
they're, they're basically taking over that entire area. Pretty pathetic. It's, it's not changing. And of course, they're now they're and the damage has been done, folks. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, even if they shut the border off now, you've got to get all those people out. You've got to find them all. And they're not going to find them all. There's an estimate by one particular, actually very good study uh, that was done. It was estimated there's about 680,000 unknown gotaways in the percentages of everything that they've been working on. The people that they, they 680,000 unknown gotaways came across the border last year. Now, Mr. Johnson, the speaker, basically came out and said, we're not going to accept anything until the – there's not going to be any more money for anything else until that border is down to zero. Border crossings are down to zero. Now, people on the left, their heads exploded. You can't – that's an impossible number. You can never – there's never been a day when it's been zero. How do, how do you, have you – have you studied every day? Do you know? When they make a statement like that, it's, much, it's as much hyperbole as anything else. It's – when they say, well, well there's never been a, a day when there's been zero – Really, you've studied every single day and you know for, for, since – not since the night, since 1792 or whatever they, those will say. Well, really, so you know you've, you've done a study on every day from 1792 until today to know that there was never been a day when nobody crossed that border. And we're not talking about people coming across the border legally with, with you know, proper inspection, coming through a port of entry. Which I would assume if you come through a port of entry, you're also – you're fine. Which begs the question, why aren't they coming across ports of entry? If all they have to do is get to a – what you call it? It's because they have screening areas. You can't just, you can't just walk across into, into a port of entry. You have to have – there's areas where you can't, you can't just do that. And it's because they're they're hoping most of them get just in the country without. Now they know that if they get in the country and they get processed, supposedly, they'll get a cell phone. They'll get all kinds of other things. They'll get money, cards, you know, hotel rooms. They'll get travel to wherever they need to go to get put up. A process date, you know, for their for their asylum trial, ten years down the road. In the meantime, they're counting all those people being their voters. They need to keep a – who's going to pick our vegetables? That's what they think of these people. They're not coming here to pick your vegetables. Here's the problem too. This is the, this is the biggest problem. Uh, one of the you – know, one of the biggest um, – Lies being told right now is that these people are all coming from South America and there's poor, impoverished people. No, that's not the case at all. People are coming from all over the world. They had to go through all kinds of places to get here. They're not fleeing from persecution or anything else. They could have stopped in the first country that they went out of and been fine. Why are they coming here? But by golly, if you were ushered into the Capitol on January 6th and you walked around in there taking pictures, by golly, you're going to prison. You were part of an armed, violent armed insurrection that killed multiple police officers. Deadly insurrection. 
That's all we keep hearing about. This deadly insurrection thing. Which is just getting really old. It's just, it's just, it's getting so old to keep hearing this hogwash. The left is getting some momentum right now with their base. They're flipping out because this Jean Carroll, E. Jean Carroll, whatever this, she's a psycho. She won, supposedly won $83 million. She's on MSNBC with her lawyer and like as both of her lawyers. And she starts talking and of course they're, they like start freaking out. The lawyers, you can tell the lawyers just want her to shut up. They keep asking her, what are you going to do with this $83 million? I'm going to help all of the victims that Donald Trump, all the people that were, that were uh, assaulted, sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. Really? What's you have a, have a, have a list? I'm going to help out women who've been sexually assaulted. So Rachel Maddow asks her, what are you going to do with the money? How are you going to do this? Well, Rachel, let me tell you, Rachel, what we're going to do is we're going to go on a shopping spree. We're going to go to, go to France and we're going to buy this and that. I'm going to buy you a motorcycle and you're going to go fishing on the run. What? Well, that's all funny. Real funny. You're claiming you got raped by this guy. And you're joking about it. You think it's funny that you got all of his money. Not all of his money. You got a bunch of his money. Just ridiculous. It's just, it's just, and they're all just yucking it up about the whole, the whole thing. It's a travesty. It is, and she's not going to get, they're going, this is going right through the appeals court, I guarantee you, and she's not going to get $83 million. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be surprised if she gets anything, but she, she, I really don't think, once this goes to an appeals court, uh, they may drop the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's, he might end up with a couple million dollars paid out, who knows. But this woman, you can't tell me this woman was damaged to the point where she, she's, she's damaged over $83 million. This is punitive. This isn't. You can't show damages. Which, oh, well, if, if it hadn't have been for him doing that to me, I would have made $83 million. No, no, that doesn't happen that way. That's, you can't, you can't, how do you value that? It was a million dollars a year for 83 years? Or was, no. And there's some common folks behind some of this stuff. So there's that. Now, what do we, I want to get on to this. There's something interesting happening right now with the, the Hunter Biden artistic uh, business, his, his artwork and the sales thereof. Because the, the, there's a common thread here. There's a guy who's funding a lot of this stuff for Hunter Biden, who's also involved in this artwork stuff and is also in, involved in the lawsuits against Trump, as well as the defense of Hunter Biden, as well as the artwork being sold. By Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has never been. They, there was a picture of him with his paintbrush sitting in front of an easel with a with a painting. That's the, the extent of anything you're ever going to see of him coming close to doing any kind of artwork. He supposedly slapped together a couple paintings pretty quickly, and all of a sudden they're selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
which, you know, that's typical of any, any, any artist I've known out there who can throw together some paintings. Typically, they will, uh, yeah, they make millions usually within the first year. Uh, that's, that's why you never see a, a starving artist whatsoever. It's, some of the comments I saw was, what do, you, what do you call an artist who loses his girlfriend? Homeless. That's what you call him. So all of a sudden, Hunter, Hunter Biden is this amazing artist that's, that's making these million-dollar paintings or these $100,000 paintings, paintings. But when you find out who's buying them and, how, and what, what that kind of thing, what, what's going on. But the question is, who's painting them? Because it's not Hunter Biden. He's not, he's not doing these paintings. He was never formally trained. The guy who, guess who got, the guy who was that, that taught him how to, how to paint. The guy who's loaning him all the money and the guy who's dealing. It's, it's, if that guy's such a great instructor painter, then why didn't he just go out and make the payments or make, make the paintings and, and get, the, get the money? It is a money laundering scheme is what it is. This, is. this has been happening. This was happening down in Mexico. I guess there was a big cartel doing this. There was a whole bunch of artwork was being passed around all the time and it was, and they'll, they'll use it as currency basically is what they do and they, they can launder money that way. So they have these multi, you know, big buck paintings being passed around all for the, you know, because you just something you created out of thin air basically. And so you have that you can now charge someone a huge amount of money for to launder the, to launder the money that you, you basically give them the money to pay you. So that now, you, now you can pay taxes on it. You can do whatever you need to do. To be, to, all of a sudden it's legal money. And you don't, have to, you don't have to disclose where that money came from, you know, who that person was that bought the painting. And what happened was they changed the laws down in, in I think it was in Mexico, someplace in South America, Central America maybe. It, it, but they, all of a sudden they changed, these, they, they changed the rules. They changed the laws. The sales of paintings went down 70%. 70% of the, of the paintings that were being traded all of a sudden weren't being traded, weren't happening. All of a sudden, 70% of the, of the uh, artistic sale, the artwork sales, the painting sales went down because it, they knew it was the cartels. So this, this is kind of coming out in some court hearings right now. There's something going on in some, one, of, one of Hunter's cases or something that's going on that's, that's happening. What's happening is they're, they're finding this stuff out and it's, it's getting brought to the surface. So that's what's happening at this point. Now, having said all of that, one of the things that um, I think is important to realize in, in much, much of the Trump cases right now is that the, uh, oh, I better shut this off. There we go. One of the Trump cases, this, this uh, issue with Fanny, a Fanny, big Fanny down in, down in Georgia. She, she actually has now confessed to collusion, collusion with, uh, or they've discovered, I don't know if she confessed to it or they just nailed her on it. She, and I, now there's movement, there's a, Motion being been, that has been filed now to basically get rid of her and drop the whole case because of her, her uh, the corruption that's going on down there. So, these, of course, these people are they're as corrupt as anything, and they're they're trying to go after Trump for corruption. And of course, they end up being the corrupt ones. That's always happens this way, which is a little bit scary because some of the things that they've they've accused Trump of doing 
or that he was, was going to do prior to the election in 2020 are the things that they would be willing to do. That's where, that's where they come up with this stuff. Of course, they were going to get us into a war with Iran to try to stave off the election. They were going to try, he was going to try to do something else to stave off, the, always to stave off the election so he could cancel the elections. He, that, was not in, that wasn't even a thought in his head. And I still see people talking about how he was, you know, he tried to subvert the election and blah, 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 and all these comments that happened out there. And just the, the, the number of, I call it disinformation campaign, they have people out there responding. Like MSNBC and CNN, when they, when they post a video, they hire people, they pay people to make comments on their videos. And it's always the same rhetoric. And you read the comments because everybody knows that go, you go down to the comments and you read that and you think, oh, this is what everybody thinks. This is what people are saying. No, there is a, there's a group of individuals out there, I guarantee you. And maybe they're, maybe they're volunteers. I don't know. But I've noticed it's somewhat con- kind of constantly the same people, the same usernames. That are, that are making the same comments over and over. They're all sticking up for what the media is saying and how, how bad Trump is and blah, 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 blah. It's all propaganda. Now, we'll see what happens in, in South Carolina, which is coming up again. We're going to talk about Nikki Haley now. Nikki Haley has uh, stepped in it a few times recently, and she's been confronted. She's now being uh, called out. Some of her, she, she was in a, it was amazing. She just kind of froze. I, she was like a deer in the headlights thing happened to her. I think it was in some, I think it was in South Carolina, actually. Somebody confronted her about this endless war thing and you know, no new wars, this constant war thing going on. In fact, Joy Reid, I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. Joy Reid, I think I was going down this road and I forgot to, Let's talk about. It. Let's talk about this first. Uh, Joy Reid. So she's an MSNBC host, and she has blonde hair. She's a black lady with blonde hair. That's you know that's not cultural appropriation or anything. That's that's not you know. I don't, I don't care what color her hair is. I really don't. But when people, other people, you know, when they accuse other people of cultural appropriation or whatever, it's it's just disgusting. So she's she's got she's she she's a, she's a vehement rape uh, rape. Racist. She's vehement racist. She um, hates white people. I, you know, just that, there's no other way to put it. She, she, the things, the things that she says about white people are just absolutely hideous and disgusting. Just she, the hatred that's in her heart. She has a thing where she's she's talking about. <laughs> Joe Biden, he's, he's got, he's, he makes this announcement, and he's doing his, his squinty eye thing where he's getting mad, and he's talking about this. No, 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 no. I'd, I'd close the order today. And while he's saying that, she actually is on a hot mic, and she says, and getting us into another effing war. So we want to talk about how disingenuous Let's talk about how she really feels about Joe Biden. This is one of the biggest leftists 
And she is even fed up with Joe Biden. But they're propping this guy up when they're on the air. And yet in reality, they can't stand this guy. They know what he's doing. So this is what we have now. Again, back to Nikki Haley. Uh, I think that people, I think that even folks on the right now are a little bit tired of why are you still running? What's, what's still going on here? Now, they still, they have her on Fox News about every other day or every day, couple, you know, asking her questions about what do you think about this? And Brian Kilmeade is one of the people who interviews her almost every day. Uh, Kilmeade does not like the fact that Trump is still winning. Now, think about how this would be, how this would go if the news media was fair to Trump. Just think of where we'd be today as a country. But no, they got to, you know, everything's off the, you know, just beyond the pale, overreaction to everything. So what we're heading for here now is an interesting showdown. I, I think it's uh, is the South Carolina, I believe... I'm not positive when the, uh, let's see if I can find it here real quick. I think the South Carolina primary is a week from t- yesterday. I think, it's, I think it's this coming Tuesday. I believe, I'm not positive on that. I got to find that out. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, my internet's been a little slow here lately. Actually, it's my computer. My internet's fine. I think it's just my computer's a little slow. I think it's time to shut it off and redo some things. But we have... Um, that is coming up, and frankly, I don't see any issue uh, here with uh, – I think, I think there's going to be some serious problems, I think, with uh, – yeah, here we go. Let's see if we can – yeah, it's just going slow. Uh, South Carolina. Well, that's nice. Didn't, didn't do that. Got to do this. Oh, come on. South Carolina primary 2024. There we go. Let's see what we got here. It's going to be. I know you're. I know you're sitting there just dying to know. That was a good sip. Uh, uh, yeah, January fifteenth. So it's January January fifteenth. Uh, not next week. It's going to be a week after that, I guess. No, January fifteenth. January. 15th. Other days, locations are joining. I thought it was next week. 538. Okay. Two days ago, see the latest polling. It doesn't have the date when it's actually going to be. Dinners uh, are right at the Democratic Party's first and the national dinner. It's the Democrat Party's 27, January 27. We don't have to wait three weeks for this, do we? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it on here. It's not. It's not on here. And Nikki Haley is challenging Trump to a debate, and uh, only kept surging has only kept surging can win the South Carolina primary. 
No, she cannot. I, it, it's this is. I just don't see this happening. The, the pro, she, they're, they're claiming, well, she's surging now. She's, she's she's doubled what she had. She's still like twenty percent down. So she continues this trend, folks. There, there's a solid number. There's not people changing their mind from Trump to, to Nikki Haley. That's the, 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 there's a solid base of people there. The South Carolina primary is not open as some are. So there, there's some issues here with this whole idea of this being. Uh, now, it, it, it is possible. She's got, she's got ground work there. She's got ground team. She's got people she knows. Her relatives are there. She may be able to pull it off, but it will be the last primary she wins. It's, it would be ridiculous for her to – I don't, I don't see her leaving. I don't, I don't see her getting out of it. Uh, because the money people behind her are basically telling her that she's she's got to continue on. So it's it's uh, it'll be an interesting turn of events here over the next couple of weeks to see what happens. But I, I don't see her winning South Carolina. She's, and she's been confronted by several hecklers in the crowds, and she has not handled things very well at all, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. We'll see how it's going. In the meantime, folks, um, being at the middle of the week, uh, we'll just kind of continue on from from here. Tomorrow morning, there'll be a normal show tomorrow at a normal time, and also another show on Friday. Hopefully, Friday's show will be either a live show. One of these two shows, either tomorrow or the or Friday, will be a show that will be done at the Worldwide Headquarters. I haven't had a show from there for a long time. And uh, we will try to do a show from there, probably a live show from the Worldwide Headquarters. So when we do that, it'll be, uh, it'll be a big deal. So now, having said that, we will press on doing what we can for the rest of the week. Continue to pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, and pray for each other. It's going to be an interesting, uh, the rest of this couple months are going to be unfold very, very interesting. God bless, folks. Have a great day.